Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk about the reasons why we write what we write. All right, so this one is on my drive this morning on a rainy November. I'm dressed up like Guns N' Roses. Uh, November rain, if anybody gets that. Um, for Music Genre Day at my literacy event at school. But besides uh, how ridiculous I probably look, I'm feeling just really like in tune with why I write what I write. And I wanna tell you where this all came from. It came from a conversation that I had with another friend. There's so many times when I meet people and, and I hear their story and they tell me how they want to be a writer, but they just don't know where to start or they don't know, you know, how it could happen or are they good enough? I mean, I've had so many people reach out to me that I would have never imagined just speaking their heart about their desires for writing but then they always come up next with the reasons why they can't. And I have to gently remind myself that I used to be, you know, in that same exact position when I would doubt myself or not know where to begin. And sure, it was just a wonderful idea to hold on to, but it's more than that for us, let's admit it. It's more than just an idea. It's a place that lives with us. That's <laughs> taken up permanent residence with us. And it can either become an annoying, nagging, knock on a wall where the music is banging and too loud. Or it can be a symphony of words if we just let it. So if you come across someone in your speaking or travels or life and they say, I want to write, but I just don't know what to write, find out what they read. Because we all have our genres that we love to read. And it's wonderful to reflect back on those anyway. Think back on what you read. And more than that, maybe why do you read it? Because once you can actually understand fully why you read what you read, then I believe that that's a piece that authors can use so that when we craft our stories, we keep the reader in mind. You know, it's not just to honor our character. It's to take our reader on this whimsical journey or escape or fear or love and forgiveness and romance or, you know, whatever it is that draws us to a particular book that we like to read. Let us not forget that when we craft so, I want to challenge you right now to think back 
of your childhood, and I'm, I'm not just talking about our Dr. Seuss books. I'm talking about maybe to your middle grades. Like, I can remember, and I don't know why, but I can remember pulling every edition of a Robin Hood story. And I specifically remember that it was in fourth grade. I know it was fourth, and then I know it carried on into fifth because I can actually remember pulling out the card catalog shelves of the two different elementary and the middle school libraries looking for the adventures of Robin Hood. And back then, I didn't quite know why that story appealed to me so much, but it really did. Like, I even dressed up for children's a children's event when I was in high school drama. I, my mom made me a handmade Robin Hood costume with quiver and everything, and something else happened too when we went to the to a school a little kid um that i had to read to we had to do a retelling a little a little kid looked at me and said i didn't know robin hood's got boobs (laughs) excuse me but it was hilarious sorry and uh as a as a teenager i was like so shocked i did not know like how to respond to that um Let's just say, in my teaching career, little kids can just say the darndest of things. <laughs> you never know. Um, but Robin Hood stories really captured me early on. And it was those that people that would, like, fight for other people that couldn't fight for themselves. If you, if you think of that, and I think about my character that I love so much in my YA book that's about to be published in the spring. She fights for family. And not just financial security. She fights for their salvation. You know, not just for comfort or for food. She sure does supply the food. But she cares for their emotional being. She's like a champion for others and when I when I wrote her I thought of Queen Latifah the whole entire time like Queen Latifah was in my mind when I crafted Miss Sunshine and and maybe that's why I wrote her in that way without even recognizing it until I had this particular conversation with someone else about why do we read what we read and why do we write what we write. And I believe that goes back and it's not in a loose way either. I think it's in a profound way of my memories of what drew me to reading and it was the Robin Hood. And then if you think back on, okay, sweet, and I'm going to jump to Sweet Valley High because I am 43 years old. I love my Sweet Valley High. I'm telling you, I had, like, numbers, you know, one through. I I know it was way up there, people. Like, a whole fireplace mantle in my bedroom all the way across of Sweet Valley High. Um, But I was not drawn to the bold sister, 
was drawn to Elizabeth. Like, Jessica wasn't the character that I could identify with. I could identify with the quiet Elizabeth. Mm. So maybe when I write my characters, not I mean, pieces of me go into my characters too. But I love Bella from Twilight. Mm. Love that character. You know, she can be a mess. Mm. She's authentic and she felt real to me when I read her. I felt like Bella... Bella and I, we're, we could pretty much be the same. And how could we ever attract an Edward or a Jacob? More so an Edward. I was team Edward. But think about how you write today. I think go back and start like conjuring up some of these old memories of middle grades or high school. And, and what were you reading? And not what were your teachers making you read, but what were you reading? I was a huge Stephen King fan when I was in my teenage years. And I remember The Talisman being my favorite of all. I just loved the horror genre and Dean Koontz. And I read them and I read them and I read. Like, I couldn't get enough of Stephen King. And it's, maybe that's why to this day, you know, that horror genre appeals to me so much because it's embedded in a time and a place when I shaped my identity because the teenage years are so formidable. You know, we try things out. We try different genres out. Mm -hmm. And you guys know that was never like a huge sci-fi fan. I mean, I love Star Wars, but I never read the Star Wars series books, or I was just hooked on the movies. But I was pretty much settled in romance. Scottish romance, too. And I'm not, I'm talking about the big buff guys (laughs) on the covers. (laughs) Those kind of romances. Anything Scottish I could get my hands on, I would read and I would go to the Highland Games with my dad. And then I think, okay, I just wrote a book. Highland Games. I just wrote a book. Scottish Family. This is It all comes from somewhere. Little, like, implanted memories. And maybe when the time is right, they get placed on speed dial. And you, and you don't even realize it. It's just amazing to me and wonderful to me. To see that full circle of why do we write what we write? Maybe it's because we read what we've read. Or what we've read really made profound little markers on our consciousness. So, think back, really. Start thinking. You know, I just thought about those old Scottish romance books that I would get at the flea market. Oh, don't you just love those flea market bookstores? Oh, I just, I would be so excited. I would come out with bags full of books from the flea market growing up. And they all had to have a Scottish cover. (laughs) Just do that. I'm going to keep thinking back. And I'm not going to, like, waste your time anymore by me, like, talking out loud. Because the only one I thought of yesterday was Sweet Valley High. When I was talking, 
because I was talking about character development. But today, when I started this, I, Robin Hood, boom, hit my head. And then, of course, Twilight. I did speak about Twilight yesterday, but I think it all began with Robin Hood. Think about maybe the first book. Can you remember the first book when you were reading it? You might have said, oh, I can do this too. I can be a writer. Now, I know exactly when that happened for me. When I was reading Nicholas Sparks' A Walk to Remember. Oh, how I love that book. Oh, how I love Jamie and her Bible. And I was like, he's from North Carolina. He wrote all these books. I can write too. And I didn't do that when I read The Promise by Daniel Steele. I didn't. I didn't have those thoughts with message from Nam. But when I read Nicholas Sparks, I like a spark happened. And I began to test the waters with more, you know, seriousness. Like, I always wrote since 8th grade. I was writing my own little series, kind of like a Sweet Valley High, but set at UNC Chapel Hill. My friend and I would write it. But something about reading A Walk to Remember with Nicholas Sparks made me say, well, maybe I could be an author too. Let me write more. Let me write with a with a direction now. So think back. Do you have a moment? Do you have a defining moment like that or defining book? Let's just say I had defining books in my life. I'm going to keep thinking. I'm going to keep thinking on this because I think this is really powerful. I know it makes me somehow comforted. I'm comforted by that. I, I don't know why it comforts me to know. But again, you know, a Daniel Steele title, Full Circle. I love that book, but... It's almost like you come full circle. And maybe you are what you read. (laughs) That old cliche saying. So, I challenge you. Start thinking back. I might even make me like a little list in my journal. But you don't have to be like all journaling on it if you don't want to. But just really name it. Start thinking about it. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Can bring it can bring some clarity, I think, to our work. Hmm. So, I hope you guys have a blessed day on this rainy November day, and I'll check you guys out later. Bye. Hmm.